welcome into episode 17 of the Best Coast Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Brandon. I'm here with the Worth Brothers, Josh and Jordan. How are you guys Yo. doing today? Hey, what's yeah. up, everybody? Doing great. All right. We are less than 24 hours away from week four of the big games kicking off. Thursday night football happened. Pretty good game. And I, you know, I enjoyed it. Uh, pretty crazy uh, to see the whole Tua stuff, though. That was not exactly what we wanted to see out there on the field. I hate seeing that, man. Uh, you know, not just because I played him in fantasy football because I thought he was going to have a great week, but because like this is, you know, I, I didn't think he should play this week either, any, you know, either way. And then he did. And this happens. And it's just like, man, it seems like it could have been avoided. Yes. I did hear that they uh, fired the independent neurologist that cleared him. Um, I was reading yeah. about that, that he missed some stuff. I mean. I don't I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're a neurologist or not. I mean, you saw what Sunday looked like and letting that kid walk out on the field for that game on Thursday was that was terrible. Um, you know, thankfully, uh it's nothing too serious now. Um, you know, he's was they I, I also thought it was really odd that they let him fly home that night. Um I don't know, from what I have heard, you know, and everything with concussions and stuff he probably shouldn't have you know got on the plane and flown um i mean we had that when we went down to uh vegas for that bachelor party and um zach's buddy got you know hit and like he suffered a concussion and all that stuff and he had to stay in vegas like they wouldn't let him fly they told him he wasn't clear to fly so it's like then they let Tua hop on a plane and fly home too i was just like oh man like what is going on here you know so yeah, I have but, no idea. I'm certainly no doctor, and uh, so I'm I'm not really sure on that matter. But um, yeah, I, I you know, well, there's investigations going on, and we'll we'll see what the outcomes of those are. But hopefully, two is going to be all right, and um, you know, we'll just have to wait to find out more. Yeah, long term, just hope his health is good. That's that's what I. That, something that means something to me is is more about his health. Um, Bengals Football's had a, a great game, game, though. Yeah, Bengals played a great game. T Higgins, another great game out there. Um, yeah, you know, it was uh, 27-15 Bengals. Uh, Burrow had a pretty good game, 287 and two touchdowns. Mixon had a nice game, 24 carries, uh, 61 yards was not great, but he caught a touch or he had a touchdown on the ground and caught four or four uh, passes, only 13 Man, yards there. But Mixon is done. just not the efficient you know, running back that you want, but he is getting that workload that you want. So you just got to keep putting him in your lineup. I and... just think it's just a matter of time before that offensive line really starts to gel though. Like, you know, they, they did better this week against per, like they did better protecting burrow this week. And I think it's just a matter of time. I mean, it's an expensive O line. They're really good. They just have to start working together. I think that, I think the yards and stuff are going to start coming for Mixon. Um, I, I really do. Uh, he, like you said, he's getting the workload. So yeah, 24 carries and four receptions is nice. And then uh, he also had a really nice game from Tyreek Hill and T Higgins. Both uh, T Higgins had uh, seven receptions, 124 yards and a touchdown. Tyreek Hill had 10 receptions on 14 targets for 160 yards. So it looks like he's still going to maintain the volume if uh, Teddy Bridgewater's filling in for a while there. And uh, if Bridgewater's on your waivers in a super flex league, he's going to be the top guy this week. Yep. Yeah. 
it's somebody i mean i think that they're both going to take a small step down but they're both just so fast and shifty talking about waddle and tyree kill that i you know they're still going to be starts but i do think they take a little step down with teddy bridgewater um it's just the teddy bridgewater effect i mean nothing against the guy but he's just not quite there so yeah he's a he's a serviceable backup so you know you'll still be able to start these guys uh waddle had a down game uh he's a little banged up so i'm kind of concerned about that but hopefully you know if he gets a full week of practice in after um a long you know a long week off then uh uh hopefully we'll we'll see him back in form next week yeah chase edmund's got a touchdown in this game right he did Uh, Yes, yeah. he should have had two touchdowns in this game, but he dropped yeah. a wide open pass. <laughs> yeah, but he did catch a touchdown, uh, two receptions for 14 yards, and he only had five carries for six yards. Mostert had 15 carries, so he's definitely getting the bulk of the workload there, but uh, he's not getting, like, it, it seems like he's in on valuable plays and just not getting valuable touches, whereas Chase Edmonds continues to score touchdowns. Yeah, it it's, seems like they have really red zone weird. packages for him. And, you know, they depend on him to get in the end zone over Mostert, it seems like. Yeah, it, it's hard because it's like I, I can't make the decision to, like, put him into my lineup because he's just not getting those touches. But then he's getting – I mean, if he if he's going to get one to two touchdowns a week because they're designing those plays at the goal line for him, he's, he's going to stick with that flexibility, you know, flexibi- this <laughs> flexibility. Is, this is tough. It's a tough situation when you have a guy who is, you know, getting limited touches and he's not hyper efficient in any metric other than touchdowns. Yeah, but they're both players you have to hold on to because they both have injury history. And if one goes down, the other gets all of the work, goal line work included. Good point. So they're both I'm, players that you have to hold on to. You know, I'm not 100% sure that that's true because uh, this. This Dolphins team also has a couple other running backs there that they could easily rely on as well. They've got uh, Miles Gaskin is still there, and I think they still have Salvin Ahmed as well. So um, they could I potentially totally use those guys Gaskin. in a in a timeshare. If you if, forgot, because uh, he's been a healthy scratch the last two weeks. Yeah, like they're neither of them have been playing or even you know like really getting any any workload at all but if if Edmonds or Mostert were to go down they almost certainly would start using one of those guys in in some fashion so true um, true you know you you probably would still get I mean right now though Mostert's getting you know he's got 17 touches in this game he's been getting a good amount of work so there's there's a good amount of work there on a on a good offense with good pieces around you know so um they're gonna keep moving the ball yeah for sure all right well let's jump over into the news now um not too much more news has came out since uh the wednesday episode but uh it's official for the lions uh dj shark deandre swift and the sun god amon ross st brown have all been ruled out for the lions um this is big news for them. This takes me completely away from wanting to start Jared Goff. Um, I, I think this is actually a little detrimental to even Jamal Williams um, because if they somehow fall behind in this game, it could take Jamal Williams even out of this game because they just don't have the weapons right now. So, uh, yeah, the offense could really struggle with those with 
all three of those guys out there. You know, Amon-Ra and Swift have been uh, two of the best pass catchers and two of the most efficient guys in the league on their touches. And uh, they use Amon-Ra in the backfield a little bit as well. So uh, I like Jamal Williams because I think he's going to get a ton of work in this game. But yeah, they I mean, they may really struggle to stay on the field offensively. Yep. Um, for the Saints, uh, Jameis Winston and Michael Thomas have both been ruled out of the game. Uh, Kamara is expected to play, but this is that early, early morning game over in London. So you're going to have to wake up real early to check your lineup um, and make sure that he's actually a go and you can get him in there. I am one of those people that will have to wake up very, very early to uh, check to see if he is available to go into my lineup. So, you know, keep an eye on that. But I expect if he is a go, I expect him to get a lot of work. I think this could be the game that's a bounce back game for him with Andy Dalton now being the quarterback. I expect some dump off passes to Kamara. I think this is kind of that game that could be a get right game for for Kamara. At least I'm really hoping it's that get right game for Kamara. I like that. I think that's a a good call there that, uh, you know, you could see a lot of check downs from Andy Dalton. Um, So that's uh that's an interesting you know I, I like it as you know he's probably a little cheaper on uh on a DFS lineup I didn't uh look at that specifically but I didn't um, look at him because I I wasn't a hundred percent sure he was gonna play so he is not in my I wanted to put him in my DFS lineup this week but with him not being a hundred percent you know a go uh, I did not throw him in my lineup because it's too like last minute to be able to swap him out type thing yeah. It's, before we move on, I want to talk about Chris Olave because we already talked about this game. Uh, people want to know if we can still start him with Andy Dalton under center. What do you guys think? I, I think so. I, I think Olave is just kind of because Landry's banged up too. So Olave is really, really the only like healthy pass catcher out there for them um, that you know I think has been demanding targets recently. I, I still think he's a flex play. Um, you know, I, that's just. Personally, I would still roll Olave out there if I had him. Yeah. Uh, it's maybe worth noting that they elevated uh, Latavius Murray from the practice squad to the Saints did. So they could just be planning a really run-heavy scheme on this London trip. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, on to the Pats game. Uh, Jacoby Myers and Mac Jones have both been ruled out for this game. I'm... I think maybe the only player that I would start in this game is Ramondre Stevenson. Um, at this point, uh, I I'm just all in on the Packers defense now for this week. Like if you, if you've got the Packers defense, you start the Packers defense. Cause this game, I think their implied total is only 16 points for the Patriots this week. And I think that might even be too high for them. Yeah. It's, uh, it's Hoyer is the quarterback, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Oh, and so, there's I think Zappy is the other other Yeah, yeah I believe he'll there. be the backup. I am I'm I'm out <sighs> completely on this this offense. Uh, I don't even think I want to start Stevenson. I was gonna say maybe I'd start Harris too, but honestly I just don't really want I don't want any part of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you can look elsewhere I would because this game could get out of hand really fast. Yeah, um, and I mean, uh, great, on, they have a good defense, but on that note, I mean you can start your Packers, but um you know, they might be able to kind of get out to an early lead or run a pretty conservative game. And and so, 
you you know it, it might be a little risky to maybe start the wide receivers uh whereas start i think starting aaron jones and probably even aj Dillon is a pretty good move um hey, I agree. I'm are with pretty you. good like they they could be a pretty good run d so we'll have to see how that goes but i you know i definitely want to start those guys yeah uh, Rondell Moore is expected to return for the Cardinals. Uh, good news for the Cardinals. Um, I still think he's going to be on a pretty heavy snap count this week because he was still, um, you know, monitoring that that hamstring all week. And coming back from a hamstring injury, this is the the game where you tell if he's going to be okay because they often can reaggravate the injury. And in, you know, later on, we've seen it with Keenan Allen now. Um, so, you know, this is a big game for him, but I think he's going to take it really easy, which is where Dorch, I think is still a, in a PPR league is still a start for me. Okay. Yeah. I think, you know, with, with Dorch having success over the time that Rondale Moore hasn't been playing, um, there's, you know, they're probably not in a huge hurry to just work Rondale Moore immediately into that role. So yeah, that's a good call for this week. And then, you you know maybe you take your lumps this week if it doesn't work out because Rondell Rondell Moore could get that work that's more valuable. Well, yeah. so spoiler alert, uh, but I did put Rondell Moore in my DFS lineup. Hollywood Brown is also banged up for this game, so um, if if Rondale's you know good to go and they've already held him out longer than they necessarily had to to make sure that he was fully capable of coming back into a workload then uh, he could end up being a really good play. So, you know, just as a DFS shot, I don't necessarily want to start him in like my home league or anything. He's a good speculative ad, but I'd want to keep him on my bench and something like that. Another spoiler alert, Dorch is in my DFS lineup. (laughs) So we'll see. We'll see which what we can do there. Uh, David Montgomery has also been ruled out. This is a massive Khalil Herbert game. Um, I think Khalil Herbert is a must start this week. Uh, that Giants um, line can give up some chunk plays. And we saw last week when uh, Montgomery went down, Khalil Herbert ran away with that game and he looked really good. Every oper- every time he's gotten a full workload, um, he's produced. He looks good out there, I think. Are you guys a, a must start on Khalil Herbert this week? Yes. Yeah. I'm going to fall in line with the greater fantasy community on this one. Same. Yep. Uh, Keenan Allen has been ruled out for the Chargers again this week. Uh, I guess he re-aggravated his injury uh, at practice, walked off the field with some trainers. So something to monitor because this could continue. Yep. Is October Josh Palmer month? It could be. I'm I'm starting Josh Palmer for sure. I've got a spoiler for you guys. He's in my DFS lineup. Mine too. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so yeah, I'm definitely starting Josh Palmer. Actually, he might. I don't know if he's in this one. He was in one of the six that I put together when I was trying to decide. So um, Hunter Renfro is still out for the Raiders with the concussion. Um, their team cares about their players. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's one good thing you can say about the Raiders. Yeah. Uh, but um, what is this? Are you guys go okay going against the Broncos secondary, which is a pretty good secondary? Would you start Hollins this week? No, 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 I don't think so. The only reason I would say that 
there's a possibility I would flex, especially in a deeper league, a 12 team or greater league, I would consider starting him is because of the Broncos secondary and the defense they're going to play on Devonte Adams this week. Devonte Adams is obviously always a must start, but um, I think Hollins could get a little bit more one-on-one coverage um, and not have Sertan on him, uh, which could open up him, give him the ability to move the ball. I think Waller's a great start this week because Denver always struggles against tight ends. That was yeah, what I was going to say is I think it <laughs> leans more toward the Waller side. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Matt Collins is probably going to get some targets still. He's playing as that second outside receiver opposite Devontae Adams. And whenever you're opposite Devontae Adams, like there's times when you're just going to be open. So um, he's not going to, you know, lack in opportunities, I don't think. But yeah, I think it's much more of a Waller game and that like I bet we'll see Foster Moreau get some targets in this game. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Moreau, and I think, you know, I think you're probably okay starting Josh Jacobs. Um, Agreed. Know, it hasn't been great for Jacobs, but... Um, I he's getting like 75% about, of the carries. Yeah, I still worry about Josh really Jacobs good. this week, though. Like, I, I, I worry about him every week, and I've still started him most weeks, so... Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, this would be if... If you had other options, this would be a week that I would go with a different option. But I know a lot of people, you know, when you have Josh Jacobs, you've kind of got to get him into your lineup. Um, so it's, it, I'm, I mean, I'm not opposed to starting him, but I, I wouldn't expect oh. huge numbers out of him this week. We're going to talk a little more about that game later. Yeah. So um, I think Kadarius Tony, a little, little more news to get to yeah. Yeah, before we hop into yeah, the so- games. Kadarius Tony and Wandell Robinson were both ruled out for the Giants. Uh, we know Sterling Shepard is out as well for the season, so they are just down to the absolute nothingness of wide receivers for the Giants. I expect this just to be a lot of uh, Saquon Barkley. Um, Would you start Richie James in a full PPR? In a full PPR, I would consider it. I mean, I would still be looking elsewhere in this game, but you can pass on the Bears, so it's I'm not completely opposed to it, but I just don't like anybody on this Giants team because you just don't know where it's going to go. Yeah. Um, honestly, if I was going to um, – well, we'll I'll, I'll talk about that later on um, as far as who, who I would start in that, that game. So Cool. Well, let's just hop into it. Yeah, why don't we just uh, hop right into the Bears at uh, Giants? Bears two and one, uh, probably the most surprising two and one team at Giants two I, and one. I introduced the Giants. <laughs> yeah, this is I ridiculous. I don't know which one's more surprising to me that they're two and one, but something's going to give here. Yeah. Well, the weird part is, is we get to say next week that one of them is three and one. So uh, that's even scarier to me. So thirty nine point over under Giants minus three. Uh, we talked about the starts, definitely Saquon Barkley and Khalil Herbert. Uh, Flex, I don't know if there's anybody in there. Someone that interests me um, is uh, Bellinger, uh, the tight end for the Giants. He caught a touchdown in week two, started to see more targets in week three. They're down a lot of pass catchers this week, and Bellinger is an interesting you know, possible DFS stream 
Uh, spoiler alert, he is in my DFS lineup. Um, <laughs> he's somebody that just kind of, you know, I think he could end up catching the ball a little bit more this week than we're used to just because they don't have anybody else. And he started to build a little bit of chemistry with uh, Daniel Jones out there. So that's somebody that kind I mean, I wouldn't start him over, you know, at, there's not a lot of tight ends that I would start him over in a, in a, a league, like an actual home league, but in a DFS lineup, I, I don't mind taking a dart throw on him. Yeah, I'm probably out on him in, in my leagues, but you know, it's a name worth keeping an eye on. If he does get more work and, you know, Richie James is dropping passes or something, then, Hey, you know, you might be able to throw him in your lineup the next few weeks. Yeah. I mean, I think uh, it's a low over under for a reason. There's not a lot of confidence in these two offenses. Definitely their their best aspects are the running backs. So outside of that, I'd just uh I'd rather not play anybody. Yeah. How about the defenses? Um, I if I was gonna start either one, I would start the Giants, but I would Same. try and avoid both as well. Uh just because you just ne- you never know with either of these two teams what's going to happen. I think Khalil Herbert could have a massive game, which would hurt the Giants' defensive score. So um, same could be said just... for Saquon. <laughs> exactly. Um, you know, you're sitting slash. You know, I'm almost ready to cut all of these guys, uh, Mooney and Cole Komet. Um, yeah, Komet, you should have already cut, and uh, if Mooney's on your roster still, then. You know, if you, if, you know, don't, you don't necessarily have to just drop him, but uh, if there's somebody out there who's actually getting targets, then go for it. Cause he's a, he's a talented wide receiver, but there's just no volume there. Yeah. The next game we're talking about is the Jags at Eagles. And I would rather have Zay Jones than Mooney, for instance. So yeah, after do, this, week, do with that. We you won't be on your roster. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right, let's jump over the Jags two and one at Eagles three and oh, 47 point over under Eagles minus six and a half. I think this is going to be a great game. Great game. Uh, the Jaguars have been very surprising on offense. Um, you're starting, you know, Jalen Hurts, AJ Brown, Christian Kirk, uh, James Robinson, uh, Trevor Lawrence, definitely in like super flex leagues. I don't know that I would start him this week in a single QB league. Cause that Eagles defense is just really, really good. And Dallas Goddard, um, flexing, you know, you could probably, you can get Sanders in there, Devonta Smith. I'm not too sure about Travis Etienne. They do seem to be getting him a little bit more involved. Um, what about, so what do you guys think about Etienne and Zay Jones? Both Zay Jones is a little banged up and, that you know kind of worries me about against this Eagles defense that isn't allowing a ton of yardage through the air. Um, they're actually they're just shutting teams down. Period. Uh, they might have one of the besties in the league. So I don't know that I'm high on Zay Jones this week. But like for instance, if your other option is like Darnell Mooney, I would rather start Zay, Zay Jones this week. So it's it's that like low level, you know, wide receiver three category for me right now. Yeah, agreed. ETN, I don't know how comfortable I am with that this week. If I've got other options that are my RB2, I'd rather do that. I think ETN's still a wait for me. Yeah, same. Um, You know, like we could see this offense really struggle. They have been really good, but like you mentioned, the Eagles defense has been great. They're at home. So uh, I like 
James Robinson for the volume that he's going to have. And uh, yeah, Christian Kirk's going to have a lot of volume as well. But but those Uggs, those extra pieces, they're a little tougher to play in a game like this against a really good defense. But I think you could definitely start. Uh, you could flex Devonta Smith and you can probably start Miles Sanders because he should have have some volume and maybe some, uh, you know, maybe you could get some goal line work. Yeah, it's so hard, though, with goal line work for any of their running backs because Hurts is just so good around there. Um, all right, let's jump over to the Jets 1-2 and two at Steelers 1-2. and two. Uh, 41.5 point over under Steelers minus 3. This is going to be another really low-scoring game. Uh, this, this is uh, Zach Wilson's returning, going to be back out on the field. I think this is going to be... A telltale sign for what receivers are going to start getting a little bit of work. What's going to happen with the running backs this week? Um, I'm interested to see how all that works, but I think you're still rolling out. You know, obviously Najee Harris, Deontay uh, Johnson, uh, Garrett Wilson is a start for me, but this is definitely going to be a week to see if he has that rapport with Zach Wilson. Um, I mean, we did just see the ball thrown like 52 times a game by. Uh, um wow what's his name Flacco uh, Flacco uh drawn a blank there by Flacco and I, I I don't know if we're gonna see that by Zach Wilson this week so but I still think you know Garrett Wilson somebody you roll out there Fryermuth and uh I would if you have other options I would wait on Conklin I know he's one of the most efficient guys no I mean he's tied in three right now he's just seeing a lot of volume yeah I'm with Jordan on this. I'm going to play Conklin. In fact, he's in my DFS lineup. I would I would play Conklin. And I, I oh, think he just it worries me with Zach Wilson coming back. I just I, I don't know. I, I don't know what we're going to see with this offense this week with Zach Wilson coming back. So um, I don't are either you guys but starting Elijah Moore then or flexing I, Elijah Moore. I would wait on Elijah Moore, but Garrett Wilson and Conklin have both been really commanding targets. So I'm I'm okay running them out there um, i agree same with like to, Hall. i'd still like to hold on to elijah moore because i think he's really talented and if they're figuring out ways to get him the ball going forward you know coming from zach wilson um then we'll just have to see if if wilson can be as good as flacco was or better and you know uh yeah. maybe maybe we get some good production out of these guys if they're gonna throw the ball a ton still with zach wilson and then, then you're gonna be fine what about George Pickens? I don't want to start him. Not yet. I think I think it's coming. I think the I think soon he will be more and more involved in that offense. So he's still somebody I say hold on to. They wanted to get him the ball last week, and you saw that. And I think that's going to continue. So yeah, you're probably right. I just want to see it first and and see it produce on that offense because even if they you know start giving him a good target share, they're not throwing the ball a ton. They're not doing a lot on offense, period. I And I think this is maybe the time when you can uh, start Brees Hall, like from here going forward, because I think that volume switch has kind of started to go in his favor. And so he may just see, uh, you know, a few more, quite a few more opportunities than Michael Carter in this game. So I think you can put him out there and I'd be worried about starting Carter. But, um, you know, that could, that could, you know, totally go a different way if Carter scores a touchdown and Brees Hall just gets some volume. So 
Um, you know, I'm nervous about it cause I don't think he's going to like all of a sudden jump into 70% of the work, but, um, I think his value is just going to continue to, to grow as well as his workload. Agreed. Uh, okay. Cardinals one, two at Panthers one and two, 42 and a half point over under Panthers minus one and a half. We just have, uh, there's a lot of real low scoring games this week. Uh, but you're, you know, still starting Kyler, uh, James Connor, CMC, Zach Ertz, and Hollywood Brown. If CMC uh, plays, he's still questionable. If CMC plays, if he does not, I would avoid the backfield personally. Same. Um, just because you don't know who's going to actually get a bulk of the carries there. You don't want to take a shot at Deonta Foreman? No, I don't. Um, I don't think he's bad talent. I just, I don't, one, I just don't trust the Panthers in general. I just. That's the exact. The, the yes. comments that came out of the coach this week that, oh, the receivers need to get more open to help uh, Baker Mayfield was absurd. Like to have that come out and to say that. And I don't know the, the DJ Moore. Did you guys see the interview with DJ Moore after those comments? No, no, I'm, I'm going to go watch it after we finish recording. So he was saying he's like, you know, I guess uh, being open is just kind of in the eyes of who's throwing the ball because I could be open by a yard or I could be open by five yards and it just depends. So he didn't seem very happy by the comments. Um, I can you know, imagine. So because it's not like guy. he's not. It's not like he's a bad talent, and we know that he's incredible talent. And it's just, you know, I think at this point right now you're you're flexing Dorch, uh, but you know I would personally bench DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, uh, pretty much all the pass catchers, receivers for the Panthers, and uh, I would hold off on Rondell Moore this week. We kind of talked about that, touched base on that. That's a wait and see um, this week because we don't know if he's going to be on a snap count or not. So. Yep. You nailed it. Uh, all right. Well, then let's just jump right over the Patriots at Packers. Uh, Patriots one and two at Packers two and one. Uh, 40 point over under uh, Packers minus nine and a half. Oh, my uh, goodness. We talked about this. I think that gives the implied point of like 16 points, um, maybe less for the Patriots. Uh, you know, you're, you're starting Aaron Jones. Um from there, I don't know that there's anybody else and, and probably A.J. Dillon uh, personally just because of what this uh, point spread is. But, I mean, what about Aaron Rodgers? Where are you guys at with him in a 1QB league? I know he's can, not rostered in ours. Can but... I be the first to say, boo? <laughs> he's just Sorry, been guys. down. I just don't know where... I don't know what to really think of him as far as like a one QB league. Obviously in a super flex, you're going to be starting him, but in a one QB league, I just, I don't think I could roll him out there. No way. I mean, when, when two of your best players are your two running backs, it's kind of a similar situation to like what the Browns have going on, where it's like you, you move the ball more when you get it to your running backs. And so you're going to hand the ball off a lot. You're going to do like short, passes to the running backs on screens and things like that or they're going to run you know shorter routes and so there's not like a ton of yards after catch constantly there's not um you know huge downfield shots all the time when you just don't have 
the receivers there. And, you know, it hasn't, it hasn't just been like the lack of talent. It's also been that he's missed time with the guys who maybe are there and maybe they're talented enough to actually get it done. So uh, Rogers had some stuff working against him and not, not producing as well for fantasy, but I think uh, as guys get healthy there, he will probably be able to turn things around. He's Aaron Rodgers. It doesn't look like he's not throwing the ball well or anything like that. So, and, uh, and you know, and as these rookies develop as well. So I think things could get a lot better for him later in the season in a one QB league, you can probably hold off and just uh, see kind of as things improve when you, when you really want to invest in him and when you feel like you'd be able to start him week in week out. What about Robert Tunyon? Um, is that somebody you're willing to start? It's okay. Yeah, uh, it's, he's just on that list of guys that are tight ends that you're like, well, he could score a touchdown this week. I could throw him in my tight end spot. Okay, Tunyon or Fryermuth? Tunyon. Uh, I think I'd go Fryermuth. We're split, okay. Brandon. Where do you lie? Um, I would... Uh... That's an interesting one for me. I would probably go Tunyon. I think he could get in the end zone this week early, and then the game is just kind of out of reach after that. Um, I think only the only other, <laughs> I think the only other pass catcher that could probably get in the end zone for them. Well, I, I mean, Robio Dobbs could, but Alan Lazard. I mean, he's caught a touchdown two weeks in a row, so I think he could do it again this week. Um, Are you going to flex Lazard? I think you could. Um, it scares me to flex any of these pass catchers because this, like, you know, this game could just be over really fast and then it's all running backs. But I, I certainly think you could. I, I honestly, I'm kind of avoiding everybody in this game except for Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon personally. Um, because Romeo Dobbs and Alan Lazard could get involved. One of them could have the big game. Uh, you just don't know which one. Uh, I hope that. You know, Romeo Dobbs or even Christian Watson gets going because he's going to be back this week. But I'm avoiding pretty much everybody on New England side. It scares me to even start Damian Harris. Uh, I know he gets a lot of the workload and the goal line work, but are they going to have goal line work even this week? So um, probably not. Yeah. Tigers have a really good defense. Yes, they do. Um, okay, let's jump over to uh, our game of the week between uh, us three. Uh, Broncos 2-1 and one at Raiders 0-3. Oh, 45-and-a-half uh, point over uh, You know, that's really weird, you know. like you, it, it seems like that was the only only one you emphasized that oh, way. I had to. I had to. So, uh, the Raiders are favored minus 2-and-a-half at sister. home. I don't know if you're giving unbiased analysis, Brandon. I don't I, I gave an unbiased announcement of your 0-3 record. Um, oh, <laughs> start, no, you did not. Are, are you guys uh, starting um, Wilson or Carr in this game? No. I no. am. I am starting Wilson in uh, two leagues this week. Uh, I don't think Wilson is a bad terrible play uh the Raiders have been giving up quite a few points to the quarterback position um I know that as of right now Wilson is the only quarterback in the league to have I can't remember the number of red zone pass attempts without a touchdown but uh that could change this week um optimist (laughs) no I I mean 
this isn't this isn't a biased opinion either. Just being a Bronco fan, this is the Raiders do give up points in the red zone to quarterbacks. So, you know, I don't think that Wilson is if if this game if he does not figure it out this game um, of all of the games, honestly, uh, then I am going to be really worried about starting him ever again in any of my fantasy leagues. And that yeah, sucks I've, because he's my starting quarterback in quite a few leagues. So I've got him in uh, in a two QB league. And if he, you know, if he gives me a stinker again this week, I might have to start Daniel Jones over him in the future. Yeah. And that's weird to say, cause I'm right there with you. I've got at like least, Marcus Mariota. <laughs> yeah. At least those guys run a little bit. So they give you, they give you some extra points in that area. Uh, it's been rough for Wilson. Um, I do like, the you know the running backs in this game for both teams i'm fine with javon you know i think javante is could have a lot of upside in this game and sutton's gonna see volume even if uh wilson's not gonna be that good so um this is a waller game for sure that's like the yeah. one area where the broncos struggle we talked about that a little bit already but uh how do you guys feel about like melvin gordon I think he's worth flexing this week. I think he's a, yeah, I think he's flex worthy this he's week too. Creeped up um, into like I would put him in my top twenty four RBs this week. Yeah, I I think that both Javante and Gordon can have a pretty good game this week, uh, and it's just a matter of which one of them could fall into the end zone because they both get goal line carries. They both run between the twenties. I mean, it's it's kind of you know it's 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 up in the air, but I think they're both start worthy this week. Yeah, um, Adams Renfrew, is like Adams. Is, yeah, Adams, uh, you're starting. I would start Adams, but uh, he could, you know, it could be a, a tough week for him against a good Broncos secondary. Yeah, Sertan is if he shadows him. It, I, I, I've been looking forward to this matchup. This one is a biased opinion. I've been looking forward to this matchup of Sertan against uh, Devonte Adams. I really have, um, just because Devonte Adams is such an incredible receiver. Um, and so I, I, I am kind of excited to watch this, this game. Um, you know, Judy, I think is flex worthy, um, with, a you know, asterisks next to it, it could be kind of interesting and he's back to having issues catching the ball. Um, is there anybody else that you guys would flex in this game? We kind of talked about Matt Collins. You guys said you were both out on it. Um, yeah, I'm out on kind of all the other auxiliary pieces here. Okay. I don't want to play Albert O either. No, I'm out on Albert O for now. Um, Dolchich is coming back from uh, uh, IR. So that could be kind of interesting to see if they start rolling him out there too. So that's something to keep an eye on, on deeper leagues as far as a tight end goes. Um, but is he coming let's back jump this over week? Uh, next week. Next week. Next okay. Week. Nice. Um, Chiefs two and one at Buccaneers two and one. This is the Sunday night football game. Uh, Forty-five point over under. Chiefs minus one. Uh, this is going to be another one of those you know really good games. I think uh, you're starting Mahomes. Are you starting Brady? You probably can. Is it? It sounds like he's going to have some of these pass catchers back. I mean, we know Mike Evans is going to be back from his suspension. It was a one game, and it sounds like Godwin's going to be back. So I think. Uh, there's better days coming very soon for Brady and in a, you know, against a chief's offense, that's going to find ways to put points on the board. Um, Brady might have to throw, you know, so he yeah. wasn't, he hasn't been shy about throwing downfield ever. So 
we're gonna we're gonna see what happens this week. And I think Jordan, you starting your games. Are you starting Brady over Wilson? Yes, I am too. That would be kind of where the line is for me. I'd start okay. him over Rogers too. So I guess if I'm looking for somebody yeah. off the waiver wire this week, that's yeah, can do worse okay. than Tom Brady. You're obviously starting Travis Kelsey, Leonard Fournette, Ceh, Mike Evans. Are you starting Chris Godwin, fresh back off the injury again? Uh, it's tough, yes. man. I think I would. Yeah, Godwin's an elite wide receiver. Like he is, you know, a, a phenomenal uh, route runner. We've seen him command a huge target share from Tom Brady in this offense previously. So. You know, you might have to kind of temper your expectations for this week, but if he's good to go, then yes, I'm going to start Chris Godwin. Okay, what about uh, Juju? That's tough. Because I'm torn on Juju. I I have Juju um, in our league of record. Uh, And, you know, there's... I've been torn on a couple of them, like uh, going with like Jeff Wilson against the Rams or starting juju against the bucks um you know i don't know what to do in that scenario i juju's getting involved he had that one really bad dud week but you know he seems to be the i guess quote primary receiver for the chiefs but they don't really have a primary receiver you know like it could be anybody week to week he's getting you know between between three targets and eight targets. He bounces that. It was eight targets one week, three targets, then eight targets this week. I, I don't know what to expect, but probably somewhere around five. And yeah, I think you could flex Juju. I would put it out there that you could flex Juju this week. Yeah, you, you can flex Juju. It's yeah. uh I mean we've talked there's a lot of low over unders. This is a forty five point over under, so um, maybe some better scoring opportunities in a game where you've got two good quarterbacks. Uh, you, you and there's, could a, do, there's a lot of receivers out this week too. You know, yeah. I mean, some people might not have That's a choice, true. but to start, you, Juju, you could so. definitely do worse than Juju for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, this is the kind of thing where it's like, guys, if you're, if you have Khalil Herbert or whatever, go ahead and put him in your flex instead of Juju, you know, give, Oh yeah, definitely. Do, do that kind of thing. Instead, if you have a guy who's replacing somebody and they have a great opportunity this week, it's probably better than Juju. Okay. Jamal Williams or Juju. I'd start Jamal Williams. Yeah. I'd start Jamal Williams. That one's so tough for me because like I said, I mean, they could fall behind so quick in that game, but I still probably would go Jamal Williams. I think, so. you know, Jamal Williams, he's he's no swift in the pass catching game, but he's a capable receiver. So uh, I would expect him to see, you know, a, a pretty high target share considering there's just such a lack of weapons there this week. So even if they do fall behind, he could see, you know, one of those games where he has six or seven checkdowns and, and he, uh, he he gives you those points. So that's and nice. the CEH's line last week. It'd be a little scarier in in a like a standard league where you're not getting points per reception at all uh, to to start Jamal Williams because yeah they could really struggle in that game with no weapons and but uh so maybe so maybe in a um in a standard I'd hope for hope for a touchdown and some big yardage and try and go with Juju in that Chiefs game but outside of that I think you're probably fine starting Jamal Williams. Brandon, you brought up Ceh. For yeah, what, that, zero that yards and a touchdown. Seven carries 
right? Seven carries, zero yards, and a touchdown. Scored 14.9 fantasy points last week with zero yards. Absolutely incredible. I can't say that I've ever seen that before. Um, yeah, I mean, that's maybe the out perfect of Mike example. Evans. The receiving yards saved you in that. You yeah, know, the receiving, the receptions and the receiving yards saved you a CEH last week. And that's the, you know, kind of the, the same template I look for with, um, you know, a Jamal Williams or just really any of these guys who when you're when you're on a team where you're completely lacking weapons. I mean, we saw with Leonard Fournette with the Bucks that, you know, he was getting a good amount of receptions the last couple of weeks uh, with with so many wide receivers being out. So and they were getting the ball to some some other guys. Yeah. All right, let's jump over to the Rams 2 on 1 at 49ers 1 and 2. It's the Monday night football game. 42 and a half point over under. The 49ers are favored minus 1. So, going to be a close, pretty pretty decent scoring game. Um Stafford, are you rolling him out there? Yes. Okay. He's made me nervous. He is one of my starters, but um, he's made me nervous this year, but I think when you have uh Cooper cup, um, anything could happen for him. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to uh, give it up to Daryl Henderson too. He's doing a lot of work, you know, for, as a safety valve for, uh, Matt Stafford too. And it's, you know, he I lost think, quite a bit of work last week though. Yeah. Henderson lost a lot of work it, to it was one week. week. It seems like when they're really moving, he, he has opportunity. So, yeah. Um, George Kittle, obviously, you're rolling out there. Debo, you're rolling out there. Cooper Cup, those are no questions. What are your guys' thoughts on Jeff Wilson this week going against that Rams defensive line? I'm scared. Uh, I'm not as scared. I think you're probably okay starting Jeff Wilson. These two teams, uh, you know, they've had some really low-scoring games, but they've also had some games where the offenses find a way to get it done, and they they put up a decent amount of points. So it's it's... Uh, you know, a division rival and you really never know what could happen in this kind of game. But I think Jeff Wilson is going to see a good workload and uh, it's going to be a fun game. So you can probably start him. Let's talk about the other two wide receiver twos for both teams. Allen Robinson and Brandon Ayuk. Are you flexing either one of those? I Man, Allen Robinson. Ayuk. Yeah, I would too. I would rather flex Ayuk than, than Robinson. And Robinson's been, you know, it, it's, October 1st, guys. I'm I'm scared, okay? It's a spooky season, and I'm scared of a couple of these guys. A-Rob and Jeff Wilson this week, I, I have bad feelings about. Yeah, I like I like Brandon Ayuk. Uh, he's starting to grow on me more and more. Um, I think he's flex-worthy with Jimmy Garoppolo. He seems to target him. He caught a touchdown last week. Um, I'm definitely starting to grow more and more on Brandon Ayuk. Uh, he could be somebody that could turn into a, an every week flex. If, if it continues down this road, we haven't seen as much out of Debo right now uh, because the touchdowns just haven't been there, but he's still elite. And I think, I think the touchdowns will come. I think Debo's a buy low. If you can um, right now is the, the time. If you're going to try and get Debo it's right now, because I don't think you have many weeks left before he starts to break out and they start getting him involved more. Yeah. 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 Now's the time of year where a lot of these guys are getting into the rhythm and and the offense is going to run through the pieces that it's supposed to run through. Yeah, I totally agree. And we, I mean, last year, everything Debo did where he finished wide receiver too, that was pretty much all with Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, you had a couple games that he missed where Trey Lance came in, but 
Uh, almost everything he did was with Jimmy G. Jimmy G's back at the helm. They're going to start, you know, J- he, they didn't have Jimmy G for a lot of training camp and stuff like that because they were expecting to trade him. So uh, he and they're going to start reworking the playbook. Yeah, it's going to take a little bit of time while they transition from plan from everything being scripted around Trey Lance back there to everything you know, kind of back to the way it was last year or, uh, you know, with, with some slight adjustments, I'm sure, because they've got a good coaching staff there. So they're going to learn from what they did last year and try and improve on it. But um, I think, you know, Kittle, uh, now that he is back and we, we saw him last week, he was, uh, you know, he had a disappointing day for fantasy, but uh, he was out there for a lot of routes. He was, you know, doing the things he needed to be doing. So I think you're going to be fine starting Kittle going forward and, I just uh, I like some of the pieces here for this Niners offense. Akers or Henderson? You guys flexing either one of them? Uh, like could, I said, I kind of like Henderson this week. Uh, I'm worried about Henderson. I would lean, I think, yeah, I would yeah. lean way more Akers than Henderson. Definitely. You I think the volume's going to be there. You guys want to put I'll, a water bet on I'll, Akers I'll or water Henderson? Bet what are we yeah. water betting? Are we just water betting fantasy points? Yeah. Yep. I'm uh, in. All right, I'm excited to water both of you. That's exciting. Okay, (laughs) water bet. You're gonna get soaked twice. Uh, Acres versus Henderson. It's 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 on the board. I need to get a put it on the board button. Yep, that's that's coming. I'm gonna have that downloaded. Um, Speaking of buttons. Speaking of buttons, it is now time for the DFS SmackDown. All right, last week's results were. Crazy as they could get. Um, mine came down to Cortland Sutton um, needing uh, 16 points. So first place, Josh came back from the depths of nowhere to scoring 133.1 and winning it this week. Your champion. I, I took second with 96.48. And poor Jordan lost on Cortland Sutton and he got 95.68. So less rough. than a full point. It was my um, only loss separated last week. Us. Yeah. Uh, me changing out uh, the sun god for Terry McLaurin actually helped Josh. So you are welcome. Remember that when actually you're never going to have to set mine. So that's fine. <laughs> um, so let's roll into this week and then you will be able to change one person from Jordan's lineup within a thousand dollars. So that could be interesting this week. So let's go into quarterbacks first. Uh, Josh, who do you have for your quarterback? All right. Let me take a look. Oh, I got I to gotta bring it up, guys. Okay. We'll go with Jordan. And Jordan, who do you have at your quarterback? Uh, my quarterback, I went with uh, Kyler Murray. And I'm sorry. I'm trying Ooh. to pull mine up. To you. Oh, it's 7,600. Kyler Murray at 7,600. Josh, do you have yours up? Yeah, I do. I went with Matt Ryan at 5,600. Ooh. Okay. Well, I spent up. I almost did that. I went with uh, Josh Allen at 8,400. Oh, spicy. Yep. Okay. Uh, Josh, who are your two running backs? All right. I went with the two fantasy darlings of this week, Jamal Williams and Khalil Herbert. Wow. Yeah, 6,100 and 5,700. So, see, I had that in my lineup, and then Jamal Williams scared the heck out of me when they started ruling everybody out. So, I'm I still I going with it. Away from him. 
Uh, Jordan, who do you got? Well, I also have Khalil Herbert at 5,700, but I went with the different Jay Williams. I went Javante Williams at 6,600. Nice, nice. Okay, I went with uh, Nick Chubb at 7,900 uh, going against Atlanta. I love that matchup. Uh, and then I also have Khalil Herbert. So we are all washing away Khalil Herbert. Um, so then uh, why don't you give us your three wide receivers, Josh? All right, my three wide receivers are Stephon Diggs for 8,400, Michael Pittman to get that stack with Matt Ryan for 7,200, and Josh Palmer for 5,000. Okay. Wow. I like the stack. So I went Stephon Diggs, 8,400. I also went Josh Palmer, 5,000. Oh, are you but for real? Then, but then at my third wide receiver position, I spent, I, I saved some money here and I took Rondale Moore at 3,800. And uh, I had a backup plan in case he doesn't play, but it sounds like he's going to. But, uh, I'll, I'll let okay. you guys know who that is in, just in case. Okay. Um, I went with the Dorch at 5,000, uh, Deontay Johnson at 6,000, and CeeDee Lamb at 6,700. Mind you, this is full PPR. That's why I went with some of those guys. I understand Deontay Johnson doesn't really get in the end zone, but full PPR, I liked the, the start of Deontay Johnson. Nice. Okay, uh, Josh, why don't you give us your tight end? All right, I'm going with Tyler Conklin. I'm going to keep riding that train and hope he finishes in the top three tight ends. 3,600. Jordan? Nice. Uh, I I like that. I I went with uh, Zach Ertz, 4,700, to just kind of expand my Kyler stack there, and I think you'll see some volume. Okay. I did go with Daniel Bellinger for 2,800. For the Giants, um, like I talked about, I just think he could get some volume this week, and he was super cheap, and I needed him with how expensive my lineup is. Um, all right, Josh, who is your flex? All right, my flex is Traylon Burks for forty six hundred. Forty seven hundred, right? Sorry, forty seven hundred. You're right. Yeah, I've I had him in like twelve lineups. I was setting up. So. <laughs> Uh, I've kind of got his number memorized at this point. Uh, Jordan, who's your flex? Romeo Dobbs, 4,500. Nice. I I like that one. I do like that one. Um, I am going to cancel out your guys' other wide receiver, and I have Josh Palmer at my flex for 5,000. So (laughs) we uh, we have pretty similar lineups this week. So, um, Josh, who did you start on defense? I started the Steelers D for 3,600 against the Jets. Crap, I started the Steelers D for 3,600. <laughs> and I did not start the D- Steelers defense. Uh, I started the Tennessee Titans against the Indianapolis Colts this week for 2,500. So now, Josh, you get to replace one of his players with somebody within $1,000 of it. Yeah, Jordan, remind me again who your wide receivers were, please. Yeah, so my wide receivers are Stephon Diggs, Rondale Moore, and Josh Palmer, and I had Romeo Dubs at the flex. Dobbs. Okay. Who's your QB? My QB is Kyler. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. Okay. Your QB is now. Mm. Never mind, that's not within a thousand. Ooh, that's rough. This is good. All right. Oh, I know where. 
Oh no, you don't know where I I'm going. Where you could go if you went with quarterback. I knew where you could go. No, Jordan, I'm gonna give you. Let's see, Nico Collins instead of Donald Palmer, or instead of Josh Palmer. Nico Collins Ooh. instead of Josh Palmer for four thousand. Okay, all right. I thought you were gonna give him Russ instead of Kyler Murray. No, Jordan doesn't get to have nice things. No Josh Palmer for you. Uh, so now we don't all have Josh Palmer. That could be the deciding factor. Yep. Yep. Okay. Okay. Well, it has been set. Um, we will update everybody next week on on who wins out. Uh, this is gonna be this is gonna be great. I, I love this segment. Um, well, Get thank you everybody down. for tuning in. Yep, thank you everybody for tuning in to episode seventeen. It is going phenomenal. We appreciate all the listeners all over the place. You guys are incredible. Thank you for continuing to tune in and listen to us. Um, if you enjoyed the episode, please hit that like and follow button. Leave us comments. Uh, you can find us on Twitter on our main Twitter at Best Coast FF. You can find me on Twitter at BCFF underscore Brandon. You can find me at BCFF underscore Jordan. And I am at BCFF Josh. So thank you guys so much. Have a great week for a fantasy and hope everybody gets uh, all the victories that they can and uh, have a great night. Thank you. <laughs>